0: everybody, welcome to Hustle With Ease, where I and my guests show up for you authentically and honestly about building and growing our businesses. It's all about the blood and the gore and the mindset work behind the growth. The spectacular failures and the stuckity stuck as fuck that keeps us paralyzed and that propel us forward. Thank you for joining me to get the rundown of soulful business magic it makes better businesswomen
1: thrive. Hello. Hi. Hi, Jerry. Hi. It's worked.
0: Yay, it's working. Sorry, I actually jumped out of the um, recording, and then it stopped recording, so that's why the first link didn't work.
1: Oh, that's okay. I was trying yeah. to figure out how to get into Anchor, but I've made it now.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, it's so easy. Hey, this anchor is really making podcasting easy and sexy. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. How are you? Doing today? I'm. I'm good. It's a bit rainy here, but otherwise all good. How are you?
0: Yeah, it, all good as well. I um, I just received some uh, news that really upset me, so I had a bit of a guilt cake. that Mm -hmm. I had to eat (laughs) I just had to process all this negativity that was coming my way and I was like you know what, because you know, it's um, my deposit from my rent that I had last, you know, the previous rental that I had Mm -hmm. they're not going to return it and it's like the nth time that it's happening and I'm like you know, it's only 4000 rand which basically boils down to around 300, 200 dollars it's not four hundred thousand rand it's also not four million so you know just trying to get perspective about the situation
1: yeah but
0: it's so upsetting yes I just like i'm in the shops reading this email and i just like crouched right there i was like oh just give me a second i just need to process the anger mm. that this is bringing up for me
1: yeah so yeah you know and cake it always helps it I had
0: carrot cake, it was so good But it's actually too much I was like, oh my god, I'm so <laughs> full of this I'm so over it <laughs> But anyways, yeah So that's where I am But in the meantime, I'm actually in Cape Town I'm literally sitting now on the beach Well, in my car at the beach mm-hmm. Looking at this beautiful ocean And oh, the, nice. the the beaches are open and clear Because we're in lockdown So we're not allowed to go on the beach Yeah, Because they're trying to reduce the transmission of COVID yeah.
1: So yeah yeah. all sexy and yourself <laughs> I'm over in Switzerland well I'm from the UK but living in Switzerland at the moment and uh, no beaches here sadly but <laughs> I've got a, a nice view from my desk which is as good oh that's nice
0: yeah. uh, where in Switzerland are you
1: in Basel
0: Okay. And then you're looking on the Alps or
1: what is your no, 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 <laughs> so no. So like nowhere near the mountains. So we're like in a city. So it's kind of like it's between France, Germany and Italy. It's like surrounded yeah. by the free countries. But yeah, it's just a city like the mountains are a few hours drive away. So we don't we don't get the mountain views, but they're close by. So that's pretty good. That's
0: great. And how long have you been there?
1: Um, we've been here since last summer because we, well, we were. Get, me and my partner were supposed to be getting married last year in the UK, and obviously that mm. kind of like fell through with the, mm-hmm. <laughs> with the virus, so we had to postpone that. And we were supposed to be going a- traveling, and that had to be postponed. And yeah. now we've. Um, I'm half Swiss, so my family lives here. So we were like, we it's not as bad here as it is in the UK. So we were like, okay, let's just pop over to Switzerland and just stay here for a bit until <laughs> until this yeah. all blows over. <laughs> but we're in oh, that's so comfortable. Yeah, and we're we're in full lockdown at the moment as well. But it's not as not as strict as it is in the UK. So hmm. not as many people. Well, it- yeah. What is full lockdown for you? What is the definition of full lockdown? Well, it, everything's closed, basically. And we, well, we can go out, like you can go out and walk and stuff like that. But you just have to be at home all the time. All
0: right. Yeah. You're home. And do you
1: have a curfew? There is a cur. There's like an evening curfew, but no one really seems to be taking any notice of it. <laughs> So, but there's <laughs> like you get like groups of teenagers outside at like 10 p.m. and stuff, but it's not too, it's not really, too, it's not too stressed. Like, I know like, because oh, my dad lives over the border in France and they've got like a 6 p.m. curfew, which is mm. pretty intense. Yeah. Mm. Oh,
0: that's great news. So you have a bit of freedom of movement, yes. and interaction.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's really good. Yeah so
0: tell me a bit about your coaching so just like a bit of background so I came upon you on in one of the groups right and Mm -hmm. you were talking about being a mind did you offer something or you were saying something about mindset and that's what caught my attention I was like
1: I want to talk to you Mm. when it comes to relationships yeah so I basically the coaching that I do it's a combination of traditional coaching in quotation marks. And I also include embodiment practices and mindset work. And it's more of a holistic approach. There's also a bit of neo-tantra in there and kind of just that combination of of mind and body and soul and getting all levels of ourselves on board with having the relationship that we desire. So that's kind of like the background around my coaching. Yeah,
0: and how long have you been doing this?
1: I've been coaching for about a year now. I did a pretty intensive training. You might know Layla Martin.
0: Oh, yay! Yes. That's awesome. I'm actually meeting, I think, the only coach that was trained by Layla here yeah, in Cape Town oh. um, on Saturday.
1: Oh, what's her name? Marilu. Uh, she must have been in a different year to me. I don't know. her, oh, but, that's so cool. but yeah, it was an incredible, intense training. I did like a year of just doing sort of the traditional sex, love and relationship coaching. And then I did another year where I went deeper into conscious dating and women's empowerment. And before that, I studied counseling for two years and I was a yoga teacher as well. And way before that, I was in corporate and left all of that behind a a few years ago. Um, So that's kind of been the path and the, yeah, the sort of career path that's taken me to coaching now. And I did want to study counseling and more traditional therapy. But for me and from my own personal experience, it was there was just something missing. Like the talk therapy just wasn't enough. There needed to be the element of Embodiment and of mindset and pleasure and all of those things combined.
0: Yeah! Wow, that's great. And uh, do you want to share a bit about your journey of how did you come about to actually do this coaching? What healed in your life? Or
1: yeah. As as you yes, absolutely. So my background was that I was working, I basically left school and started working in corporate straight away, like in my late teens, did like office work, kind of like climbed up the career ladder in sales and got to like my sort of late 20s and had, I don't know what they call it, kind of like a quarter life crisis or something they call it and just realized that I was not fulfilled at all. That I was just deeply unhappy with the life that I'd created. It wasn't what I wanted. It was more what I thought like society wanted or that I was told it was what I should be pursuing. And that's so interesting. At what age did you that you um come to realize that it was I was about 27 I think it was and I'd already been oh, wow. I'd already been dabbling a little bit and kind of like because I was struggling a lot with substances so I was drinking like way too much than was healthy for, for me and I was in a lot of I'd been in destructive relationships for years and years and I kind of started to think okay like Maybe I should, I remember it was really, it was so random and funny. I was living in this apartment block and they were offering free yoga classes outside, like outside the apartment oh, yeah. block in the park. And I was like, hmm, okay, yoga, a bit weird, you know, like not for me, but like, let me go and check it out. And I remember going to this yoga class and just, you know, connecting with my body for the very first time ever, I think. Oh that must have been powerful, eh? <laughs> it was it wow. I'll, I'll never forget that feeling of like I hadn't realized how much tension I was carrying in my body and I was just always tense and I was always on guard and from from past trauma that I'd experienced which I didn't really which I didn't know the effect that it had on me at a at a body level yeah. and to just be able to sit there and feel that like ease and relaxation I was like hmm okay maybe you know, maybe this is worth giving a try. And then that took me down the rabbit hole of exploring all types of different holistic modalities. And then I realized how deeply unhappy I was in my job and with my life and decided to quit the job and went traveling for like 18 months. So I went traveling Mm. around Australia and it was the it was kind of like just this opportunity to really get to know myself and who I actually was. And yeah. during that time, I then also did yoga teacher training. And then what brought me to the coaching is that although the, the, the practice of yoga that I was connected to, that I did, it helped me to heal a lot emotionally and physically. And it helped me to kind of get clear on what I wanted my life to look like. But there Mm. was still this big, like, what was going on in my love life was, like, this big black cloud. And it was kind of like this outside facade of, you know, I'm a yoga teacher. I'm, like, all calm and chilled and everything. And in the background, I was in this really, really destructive relationship and just completely Mm. falling apart on the inside. and. And that was when I, so I decided to, it it, it did, it had to get to like the rock bottom to the point where I was like, okay, this is now affecting my friendships and my relationship with my family and my work. And it's become so all-consuming. And I went to see a therapist and got into like traditional therapy. I went to Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous for a little bit, did a bit of 12 Steps. And there was still kind of like, and the therapy was hugely healing and connecting with other people who were going through the same situation as me was hugely healing, but there was still something missing. And that's when I, I came across Layla Martin and came across kind of like that more, the deeper embodiment work of really healing what's going on, not only at a mind level, but more at like a subconscious level. Because I'd gotten to the space where you know I had all the education. I understood why I was experiencing what I was experiencing and why I was attracted to the type of people I was attracted to and why the same relationship dynamics kept showing up. But I didn't really know what to do about it. And that's where kind of diving deeper into that work of unearthing what was going on in my subconscious, that was a huge shift. And that's what, what brought me to make that shift for myself when I decided to do this as a career of okay training in traditional therapy isn't enough I want to be able to also add in holistic non-traditional modalities because in my own personal experience that's been so effective on my healing journey
0: Mm. that's so beautiful hey and you know something to note is it's not um, just a one-star thing that you just switch around and change and then everything is like rainbows and mm, butterflies right yeah it's a, it's a process
1: Absolutely. but we have to
0: start somewhere what would you say has been the real game changer for you um regarding your unconscious beliefs what was that one thing that kept you maybe spending um regarding relationships
1: i think it was so do you mean the kind of like the thing that kept me stuck for such a long time or what brought me out of that
0: yeah, when you say that you actually did a lot of healing of trauma, understanding where it was coming from, but you didn't really know how to um, alchemize it, like what was the unconscious beliefs that actually got, you know, kept you in there, in that position where you weren't, ha- you didn't uh, realize yeah. total freedom in your relationships? Yeah.
1: So I think for me, the belief system that I really unearthed is that somehow I was broken and that there was something wrong with me and that because of the the experiences of trauma that I had had that it meant that a healthy relationship wasn't for me and that it wasn't possible and that it was my you know I would and that for me just kind of being sort of like semi-content with my life and maybe never finding the partner that I wanted to be with that was just what my life was supposed to be hello oh sorry I I lost you there for a minute (laughs) it's okay yeah so the that was really the the core belief that I had and I think that was one of the reasons why although I found the 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 work that I did in therapy and in 12 steps really helpful it was also partly keeping me stuck in that mindset of there's something wrong with me that needs to be fixed and, mm. like, I am not okay inherently as I am. And that yeah. was really mm. the belief system that kept me stuck for such a long time, reinforced by society, reinforced by by kind of the, the modalities that I was learning about and reinforced by the idea that as a survivor that you can only have so much and then at some point your trauma will make it impossible for you to have more. Mm. And that wow. was what, what kept me stuck for a really long time. Wow. And that's so powerful.
0: And I think with that comes the the, um, the knowing or the fact that no is, is also a sentence. And mm-hmm. also that you have, you know, sometimes you have to say no for something It has been so accepted, acceptable for so, such a long time. I'm yeah. used to saying yes for all of these things. And suddenly you have to start saying no to it and you're like but what then I don't know anything more or better although I want to believe I deserve better I just don't know and therefore I I feel more comfortable in accepting the conditions where I am and I think that plays out in literally every area of our lives right whether it's relationships or careers our purpose our love body like money everything like I am satisfied or not satisfied but I'm content with Mm. this because I don't know how to open myself up for better. I don't believe that I might deserve it or I don't give myself permission to even think about that.
1: Yes, absolutely. And especially when it comes to what I found when I was really diving into the area of relationships is that, you know, we don't have, we're not taught how to be in healthy relationships there's 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 no model for it there's no kind of for me it became it was really a surrender into okay I'm starting completely from scratch here (laughs) like I have to learn like you say like no is a complete sentence like I have to learn how to set boundaries I have to learn how to assert my needs I have to learn to 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 kind of investigate and become familiar with what it is that I, I actually want and create a definition of what a healthy relationship means to me. Because I didn't have any past experience of it. I didn't have any models of it. I had no idea what that could actually look like. So it was to give myself that that permission. And creating enough safety for myself. That I could believe that that was possible. And that I could create that for myself.
0: Mm, that is actually so well said creating safety for yourself that or a container or a space where you can actually explore what it really means for you personally. That's I can so relate with that because um, I'm also now, turning 36 this year and like two years ago I did the School of Humanly Arts with Mama Gina mm-hmm. and that's the first time where for me I also start waking up to my woman inside of me and not just being a beautiful man I'm an engineer and I was working in the resource um, industry mining resource mining
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you know you become such like you think like a man you act like a man you do what a man you can you could do everything that a man does and that's yeah. our society that is what's prescribed if you can do what they do you'll get where they are and who doesn't want to get there so um, it was only then that I realized when I after I went to that mastery school course I was like oh my god I can have so much more joy (laughs) I can be free of everything that I thought I should have based on society's model Mm
1: -hmm. and you're
0: spot on saying there isn't a model even to just to be a woman like we are I guess we are in the stages of actually creating that model and you know each by its own and then eventually as a as a collective Mm -hmm. We'll be able to hold much better space for the woman that comes after us to say yeah. like this is the way of being a woman. you can have so much more freedom don 't have to buy into that system that you 've been brought up with and it 's um also such a pity like our parents have definitely tried their best, but they also were in a setting that didn 't really allow for the woman to and to to prosper in relationships I think it it probably would have been over and above what was asked for this from them to have successful relationships. It was about bringing up kids. Sorry, how old are you now? Maybe I'm not in talking the, the same generation. I'm, I'm
1: 33, so I know. Oh, there we I'm go. Really kind of the
0: same. Yeah. Yeah. So their priorities have been like building the country and building successful businesses and not mm. building successful relationships. So go forth and show us like that's basically what we are now doing in yeah. our generation, and, and in this time, it's not really only our generation, right, like women from all ages are stepping up and saying, I want something different, or I want more, but also yeah. what I want to come back to is, um, you know, that safe space that you're saying, you know, it really resonates with me, because the, I feel as if I've been so um, ingrained in in our patriarchal um, society, that I'm, I'm kind of blinded to what I really want.
1: That's mm. such a weird
0: thing. Like, I, I, I'm very assertive, but it's I never hit the bottom of, is it really what I want? Mm. Like, are you sure? Or is it just what you're used to and what society kind of reflects back? Because that's yeah. what you've seen and that's what you're looking at. And I came to a place where I'm like, almost coming to a standstill to say, just rejecting everything and starting from bottom up. And starting mm. at the, the lowest that I can be and deciding one by one, what am I allowing into my life? Jobs, careers, people, um, food, freaking <laughs> mm. everything, really yeah. sitting with myself and waiting for the answer to, to come through and not just like, you know, mindlessly doing things,
1: mm, but really yes.
0: tapping in and like asking myself, like, does this really feel that good? am I really satisfied with this or is it something more
1: and I love that so much and I think it's really it's allowing ourselves to take those baby steps because exactly like you say it's 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 a process of deconditioning and exactly like yourself I also worked in a very male-dominated environment and when I kind of left that environment a really long time i was still stuck and it even comes up now Mm. now now i have the tools to bring myself out of it but kind of like in this very masculine way of resolving what is going on or of getting unstuck so like you say the incessant doing and i find this a lot with my clients when I first start working with them, they're always eager for the step-by-step, you know, like the step-by-step, like these are the exact steps Mm. that you need to take to have the relationship you want. This is what you need to do. And it's, and from my experience and what I see with my clients, it's that combination of the masculine and the feminine. So the doing and also the being. So it's more around, what, what I had to learn and unlearn is who do I want to be in my relationships? Mm. Who, do, who do I want to be in general? And that's where it started with the baby steps of every morning when I got up, my intention was simply I want to love myself more. And then from that intention, from that being letting arise, more and more in the beginning, I didn't know what my intuition was or what it said, (laughs) but just Mm -hmm. trusting that, okay, this is one small action step that I can take towards embodying someone who loves herself more. Or if I loved myself more, what would I do? How would I respond to this text message? How would I, you know, what would I do about this opportunity and coming at it from that space and also at the same time, being gentle with ourselves and knowing that we do live in a patriarchal society and it isn't designed for us to be living in that way. So it's it's mm. being, it's like you say, it's being the way showers for a new way of of living and being and relating and doing.
0: Yeah, that's so crazy.
1: I mean, what
0: comes up for me is what you're saying is, you know the question you're asking yourself: What would I do differently or be differently if I love myself more? And even that, I get stuck. I'm like, what does it even mean to love yourself? Like we mm-hmm. we so get it to love other people. I mean, isn't that the embodiment of a woman traditionally? Like, if you should yeah. love other people, you should nourish them, you should care for them, and they come first. And that is the that entire framework and system we are actually dismantling, right? We're mm-hmm. like, no. Other people do not come first. I come first. And it's like a total 180 switch around to say, okay, so what does it mean if I come first? How do I prioritize myself? Like, it's the weirdest thing. Like, I I can't even pinpoint specific things. Like, um, for me, it feels more like just cutting everything out and say, well, no to everything.
1: Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. Let's start
0: there. No, 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 no. Fuck off, fuck off, fuck off. Go. No and yeah. then I figure out like I feel that's my kind of love that I can or priority yeah that I can give yeah. myself
1: and I think that's the beauty of it really is that it is a different journey for everyone so what loving myself looks like for me is completely different for you or for another person it's kind of like this it's moving away from this this model of there having to be a structure Mm. and these are exactly the things that you need to do in order to love yourself and that's Mm. why when I work with clients there isn't kind of like you know a framework or a step-by-step like this is exactly what it's going to you you're going to have to do it's more Mm. around allowing them to reconnect to their own inner wisdom so that their own inner wisdom can begin to show them the way So what does their inner wisdom say they need to do in order to love themselves more? Because what I say might not be relevant for them. And it's having that that sovereignty and that self-trust. And it takes time. It's not an overnight process. And in the beginning, some of the things that my intuition came up with, I was like, "Hmm, is this really my intuition or is this my mind (laughs) or is this my programming? But then it became about, okay what if I just trusted that this is my intuition speaking? What if mm. I just trust that? And what if I just go with that? And without having to attach too much meaning to it and going back into like that masculine and having to figure out exactly why and having to figure out exactly what it's going to look like.
0: Yeah. Can you think of an example of the bet where you had to follow intuitive feeling instead of, a normal way of doing things but you're like, fuck it, let's trust us and we'll go with it.
1: Yeah, it's actually interesting. It's how I met my current partner, who oh. I'm now engaged to. And we, so I was like on a, when I was back in the UK, I was on a night out with my cousin and I remember I was at home and I really didn't want to go out. I was just like, I was tired and I, it was raining out and I was just, wasn't feeling it. I was lying in bed. It was like 10 PM or something. I was like, there's no way I'm going out. Like, I can't be bothered. I just want to stay at home. Mm. And then I just had like this little voice in my head that was like, you need to go out. Like you <laughs> really do.
0: <laughs> like, it's,
1: like, Something is going to happen. And I was just like, mm. hmm, that's, you know, that's, I don't, whatever. I just want to stay home. And it took about like half an hour of me going back and forth with this yeah. little voice in my head until I was like, you know what? I'm going to put some music on, like get myself in the mood, put my lipstick on, get dressed up, all those things, go out. And and I met my partner that night and the whole process of wow. the connection with him was all intuition based because again, going back to like societal conditioning because he is, he's younger than me. And so there was a lot going on in my head about that. And I was kind of like, Uh oh, should I really you know, see him again? And maybe it's not a good idea and blah, blah, blah. And my intuition was just like, no, like see him, like go on a date with him, like do this, send a message. Uh And it was kind of like going with those hits, even though on like a logical level, or kind Mm. of like my mind level, those were the things that in the past, I would have like discounted, and I wouldn't have listened to it. And I would have been like, I don't want to go out, I'm staying home, no matter what, or like, my belief system says I should only date older men. So I'm not going to go out on a date with a younger man and like all of those Mm. things. But that was like, that took time to even like build up to those kind of like hits of intuition coming in and being able to trust them and to follow them.
0: Yeah. Oh man. That sounds so juicy. I freaking love it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's so cool. So something else I'm also very interested to hear, given that you've been through Layla's training, what like just give me some, something that's like awesome. That you teach your clients about sex and sensuality and connecting deeper with your sexuality what is it something that we can look forward to
1: yes one of the things that I really love is a practice called sex magic Mm -hmm. and that's around it's there's also a way that you can do it around it's a manifestation practice so it's really about using your own pleasure, through self pleasure to connect to all of your chakras, all of the deeper layers of who mm-hmm. you are to manifest what it is that you most deeply desire. And I actually did this practice with some other coaches on the 1st of January, we did it together. And it's so incredibly powerful because it is that combination of tapping into our sexual power And the knowing that we have the ability as women to create what it is that we desire through our own sexual alchemy and on our practices of being in pleasure. Yes. That's so hot. Go ahead. So, yeah. So it, it is really, it's kind of like, it is really simple and straightforward. It's around getting really clear on what it is that you desire once you've gotten clear on that, you're taking that desire. And for me, this is a really important part of getting really clear of whether this desire is in alignment with your North Star. So your North Star would be, you know, kind of like, whether that's the, you know, your higher self or the universe or whatever it is that you connect with Hmm. and checking in with yourself to see whether that is in alignment. And if it feels like a yes, then you can you know set up a ritual space for yourself, begin to call in whatever it is that you desire, whether it's love or whether it's a higher power, whatever feels as though it resonates. and importantly, with manifestation, always you know ensuring that whatever it is that you are manifesting is in the highest good of yourself and whoever else it may be impacting. And then it's around a practice of going into what's called a connected breath. So this is where you're breathing through your open mouth. And this really allows you to just drop deeper into your body, really connect, and then going through each of your chakras, connecting through all those different parts of yourself. And when you're doing it as a sex magic practice, when you come to... The point of orgasm, then you would allow your desire to go out into the universe. And so you are alchemizing that with your orgasm. Mm,
0: It really sounds like a meditation during sex. Yes. Yes. And you can can
1: do it with a partner. You can do it on your own. You can even do it without the self-pleasure. If I have some clients that I work with and that feels like too much for them, we just do it with the breath. So it's an embodied breath manifestation. And it's just so powerful and so juicy and empowering to be able to, to tap into that part of yourself and to know that you're able to create and alchemize what it is that you desire and to have that empowerment and to have it be at a body level rather than a mind level. Yeah.
0: Yeah, wow. We have so much that's been given to us which we don't even know how to use. Like our bodies have got so much um, focused power and energy within us and especially as women because we're so closely Mm -hmm. connected to the divine, we have a one one way street right up to the universe or the divine where men sometimes want to take more time to connect. We are like in it so easily we can connect so much easier so it's just amazing the the power that we we harness within our bodies and how you know powerful that can manifest things that we want especially and i mean i'm trying to practice it on a more shorter Mm -hmm. term segment by segment like what is it that i want today or like i'm going now to this people what is it that i'm expecting now and what is my desires but i haven't really practiced um like sexual meditation it sounds actually
1: quite intriguing, which I'll... yeah absolutely. It's a beautiful practice. And it's also, for me, the, one of the things that I love about doing coaching as opposed to more traditional therapy is that I can use that combination of science and more, you know, what people would call, like, woo-woo non-traditional mm. practices. And it really helps because a lot of the women that I work with, that, you know, they tend to be stuck in their heads. And again, it goes back to that societal conditioning and it's around okay we've figured out what you want now you're you're taking the action steps to get that can you trust your body to call that in for you as well and can you connect to yourself at that deeper level and use your sexuality in a way that's empowering and in a way that's just for you and doesn't belong to anyone else Mm. Mm. that
0: sounds great that's so divine like yeah. something I definitely want to try. Yeah, wow. Um, Jerry, it's really lovely to talk to you. So, wait, if anybody wants to connect with you, so the best
1: place you? is on Instagram. So, it's at the Jerry Souter, which is just the and my full name, or my website, which is jerrysuter.com. And I also have a really delicious Facebook group, the Conscious Intimacy Club, and the link to join that is on the website yes club. <laughs> for women course. only <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah yeah of course oh wow that's awesome well thank you so much is, is there maybe any last thought you want to throw out that comes up that you wanted to share something yes on your I heart? think it's
1: really in the beginning of the journey or at any place in the journey really when it comes to because often when I I I hear women get disheartened when they feel as though they're not able to connect their intuition and when they feel as though it's buried so deep that they can't access it and what I want to say to, to, to those women is just to remembering that it's a practice and like with anything it's a practice to keep coming back to doing that and we tend to take things so seriously and can you instead just experiment and just play it as a game and that's why I loved when you said it's like well okay so I'm gonna listen to my intuition on where do I want to go now or like how you know kind of like things starting off with things that are quite low stake so kind of just like the smaller things or like what do I want to eat for breakfast or like Those kind of, and that at the same time not only helps to build the intuition, but also helps you to get clearer on even knowing what your desires are and beginning to own those. And just giving yourself permission to start off with those baby steps and just the knowing that it isn't an overnight process and it gets to be a journey and enjoying that journey itself as much as the results that may come from it.
0: Mm. Well, that's very well said and so powerful. Thank you for that reflection. You know, I I always think and um, kind of just assume that as women, we tend to have a bit of a short term vision when it comes to problems. You're like, oh my God, like this is going to be forever. I would never be able to get out of this. Like, we, we can't see that things are going to mm. become better. You know, it's such yeah. a funny thing. In the moment of big distress or depression or sadness, we're like, oh my God, this is the end. And, you know, sometimes it's really just like changing your, your thoughts about it. Like, just stop thinking about it. Like, that's literally the first and easiest, mm-hmm. most practical way of letting go all the pressures to, to change right now and yes. have everything right now. And it's, so, it's such a powerful reflection also to consider, you know, last year, this time, where were we and what, has we, what mm. have you set yourself out for? And yeah. what has come to fruition? It's like there's so much stuff that actually happened and, and so much mm. growth that happens. And yet we, we're not always um, pruned to see that. we like, we kind of almost dismiss it. But that's a really good place to start also to set some resolutions, right? Mm-hmm. To set some new goals appreciating it's there's actually big things that happen it's and for me that's powerful in, in acting yeah. in my life right mm-hmm. now to really reflect and say wow like this look at everything that I created already in my life Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: and start from yeah. there to navigate towards my my desires because I also find it very difficult to actually connect with my mm-hmm. true desires so um, it's a bit of a meditation process for me to get there and like you said it it is definitely a practice yes
1: um, and I love that you've said the part about celebrating yourself along the way and that's one of the things that I do with clients at the beginning of each session is I'll have them share free celebrations and often they're so uncomfortable because that they they've spent the whole week focusing on what they want to tell me about everything that's went wrong or that hasn't went their way. And then it's it's so beautiful yeah, to see yeah. the journey when I work with clients for a few months. At the end, a lot of them get get really excited and they look forward to the celebrations. And they're like, I have so many, I don't know where to start, but nothing has necessarily changed, but it's more about where their energy is focused. Mm, exactly, wow.
0: And you know, I call it a technology because it really is. Like we yes. have this technology of appreciations and expressing our desires and setting intentions, and re- and it's 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 a science. Like it's literally it's proven. Meditation has been proven to improve or increase your vibrations, and we should just trust the masculine that it is actually working and start doing it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Literally. Trust it. <laughs>
0: Oh, wonderful. Thank you, Jerry, so much. It's really awesome to connect with you.
1: Thank and you. Thank you for your
0: time as well, and I hope our listeners is going like, to get the same value out of it as I do. It's always wonderful.
1: And thank you so much for having me on. I really enjoyed our conversation.
0: That's good. You're so welcome. Good luck for the new year. All the best. And blessings for your 2021. Thanks. You too. <laughs> Bye. Alright, well,